Welcome to, there we go. Welcome to worship at Germantown Presbyterian Church. It is so good to see you all, not only here in person, but for those of you who are joining us from the comfort of your home, good morning. We are so glad that you are with us today in worship. For those of you who are joining us online, we want to make sure that you feel included and also uh, comfortable in the worship service. So on our homepage, you can find the bulletin listed about halfway down the homepage. And so you can click on that and follow us along in worship. We also encourage you to sign our digital friendship pads. And this is just designed so that we can know not only who's worshiping with us, but to pray for you and also connect with you and make you feel at home here at Germantown Presbyterian Church. Got a few announcements this morning. There's a lot of exciting things going on in our church, not only this week, but this summer. Tonight, we are continuing with our evening blended worship service. If you've never been, I encourage you to check it out. It is phenomenal. Just like Sunday morning, the music is incredible, and the worship service is really meaningful. So I encourage you to check that out. This past week, we had a team get together, and they're called the Coronavirus Response and Recovery Team. And what they've been meeting to do is to figure out how we're going to reopen as a church family and how to do that together in a safe way. And so that conversation happened and they came up with some really good recommendations that they're going to run by the diaconate in the session. So once those two leadership bodies have made a determination, we will share that information with you so that we can all move forward together as a church family. This coming week, sorry, my microphone is moving a little bit. We'll call it the Holy Spirit for now, right? This coming week on Thursday is a really big deal. Our special needs ministry is having their spring program called Amplify. That's at 10.15 a.m. here in the Activity Center. And we encourage you to show up. You can register online. It is a lot of fun and a really meaningful experience for our kids. And so for those of you who are interested, we're looking for some help to set up and to decorate for this fantastic event. So if you are interested, just be here at 8.30 to help us deck the halls for our special needs ministry participants. This past week, a lot of you may have gotten an email from us. We are constantly trying to refine our communication to make sure that we are sharing what God is doing here in an impactful way that is meaningful for everybody. So if you got a chance to receive that and you haven't filled that out yet, we encourage you to fill that out and set it in online. We also, this morning, have a di uh, digital hand survey, a paper copy. If you're like me and you love to hold something in your hand like a book, uh, we have these on our welcome table and encourage you to pick one up and to share your thoughts on how we're communicating with you. We also, this summer, have an exciting opportunity that we weren't able to do last year. We are doing VBS, and we're going to do it big. It is June 7th through the 11th from 9 a.m. to noon. Now, registration has already filled up completely, but we do have a waiting list. So if you would like to, receive, to be on that waiting list, just go on our homepage, and you'll see where to contact our director, Anna White, and to get your name on the waiting list. And then lastly, it's with a heavy heart that I share with you that Betty McCallan 
a beloved member of this church, passed away on Saturday. We ask that you would continue to pray for her family as they grieve this loss, and we will be sure to let everyone know once the memorial service, if there's a memorial service, and when it is scheduled. With that, that concludes our announcements, so let us worship God. God invites us into a time of worship and praise. God calls us to join with others in the body of Christ to sing of God's holiness and love. Please stand and join me in our call to worship. Psalms chapter 1, verses 1 through, two, 1 through 3. Happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or take the path that sinners tread, or sit in the seat of scoffers. Their delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his way they meditate day and night. They are like trees planted by streams of water, which yield their fruit in its season. And their leaves do not wither, they do, they prosper. Jesus came into the world to reconcile us to God and to one another. Out of our need for grace, let us confess our sin together. Let us pray. God of mercy, grace, reconciliation, and goodness, we are sorry for words we cannot bear to say, for memories we cannot bear to relive, and for thoughts we cannot bear to admit. But you know our hearts. Relieve us of our burdens. Bind our hearts, not to the unbearable, but rather to you. 
so that always we may live in the joy of your salvation and the delight of your loving embrace. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Happy are we, holy people, when we walk in the ways of our God. Happy are we, beloved ones, as we receive God's forgiveness. Happy are we, God's own, because we are made whole through Jesus Christ. Amen. As our children come forward, we invite you to greet those around you with a wave to remember everyone in our church family in prayer, to reach out with a loving call or text, and graciously check in with one another. The grace of the Lord, our Jesus Christ, be with you. Good morning, boys and girls. How are you today? Good. It's good to see you this morning. Um, I have a question for you. Let me see if anybody can get their thoughts together really, really quickly. Can you do it, Roy and Darcy? Okay, think about this. Here's my question. Have your mom or dad asked you ever in your life to do something you don't want to do? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Can you think about what is it? Can you share with me something? Can you remember? Anybody remember something good? Can you think of something? You want to share it with me? Can you tell me? Cleaning our room. Cleaning your room. It is the biggest challenge, I know. And sometimes you just don't want to do it. Have you ever said no? Making your bed. And sometimes those things are hard to do, aren't they? And you just don't want to do what your mom and dad ask you to do. I know how it feels. So God asked someone we're going to study about today in Sunday school, Jonah. Here's my little picture of Jonah. God asked Jonah to go to a city called Nineveh and talk to the people about knowing God. And Jonah did not want to do it. And he said no, and he went the other way, and he even said no so far he got on a boat to sail away. Like, he was not going to do that. So he was on the boat. They ended up having a storm. He had to get out of the boat, and then he got eaten by a whale. Luckily, he survived. What do you think he did after he thought about... 
after he came out of the whale, what do you think he, he decided to do? Do y'all know yet? He, he decided to go. He decided to go on and do what God asked him to do, even though it was hard. And he had to trust God that he could do what was hard. And that's kind of like our life sometimes. Sometimes God or mom and dad ask us to do things that we think are a little bit hard. And sometimes we have to trust that it is the right thing to do. So when we come to study school today, we're going to study about Jonah and do some fun things. Um, And until then, I'm going to give you a little maze, and you can find Jonah's way to Nineveh, okay? Looks like this. Okay, you can take that and do that back in your seats. Will you bow your head and let's say a prayer together, okay? Dear loving Father, sometimes things are hard for us to do. Help us to remember to trust your way. Amen. Let us turn to God in prayer. Holy and loving God, you have gathered us into this space to worship you and to glorify your holy name. Now we pray that you will center us, that you will calm all other voices except your own, so that as we hear your word read and proclaimed, then we might absorb your word into ourselves and truly become doers of your word in the world more than just hearers. May it be so, we pray together, saying, Amen. Our first reading of scripture this morning is from the book of Psalms. Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3. Let us hear God's word to us. Happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or take the path that sinners tread or sit in the seat of scoffers. But their delight is in the law of the Lord, and on the Lord's law they meditate day and night. They are like trees planted by streams of water which yield their fruit in its season, and their leaves Do not wither, and all that they do, they prosper. The second scripture that comes to us this morning is taken from the Gospel of John. The 17th chapter, and it starts with the 13th verse. So hear these words. But now I'm coming to you, 
And I speak these things in the world so that they may have my joy made complete in themselves. I've given... Um, your word. Where are we? There we are. Can you hear me now? I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but I do ask you to protect them from the evil one. They don't belong to the world, just as I don't belong to the world. So sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. I have noticed something recently as we've been kicking around town, especially in Midtown um, and East Memphis, as we're trying out new restaurants and coffee shops. I've noticed that the fashion of the 1990s is back. Tie-dye t-shirts, white washed jeans with no holes in them. I haven't seen Tamagotchis yet or Chia Pets, but when I remember the 1990s, it wasn't nearly as cool as it's portrayed right now. I remember back then, pretty much everything was designed so they could glow in the dark at some point in time. Nerf guns and water guns were all the rage. But there was one big aspect of the 90s, especially growing up in Florida, that kind of put a whole umbrella on this period of time in my life. It was the restaurant, Piccadilly. Piccadilly was my grandparents' absolute favorite restaurant. You could walk in and there would be like 50 yards of glass that you could see through with hot, you know, hot plates and you could pick anything. I personally thought that that is where cubed jello was first invented, but I don't think so entirely. But I remember going there with my grandparents and loading up my plate with cubed jello and for whatever reason, cubed Ham? Did anybody eat the cubed ham? It's gross. It's disgusting. But I loved it when I was eight years old. And Piccadilly was a huge part of my upbringing and sharing this time with my grandparents. But it ended. Not only ended when I grew up, but Piccadilly ended in Florida in like 1998. So it was a huge surprise when Francesca and I moved to this area, and we discovered that there is not just one Piccadilly in the greater Memphis area. There is six Piccadillys, and seven if you actually count the one just across the state line. 
in northern Mississippi. And we were shocked. It's like seeing a, a blockbuster that you haven't seen in forever. And it makes you ask big questions. Like, where are we? And what does this mean? And oh my goodness, this is amazing. You start to ask big questions in some of these moments when you encounter something that you didn't expect to see. And that is exactly where I imagine the disciples were in the passage that we just heard. So to set the stage for you, it is Maundy Thursday. Jesus is having his last meal with his best friends, and it was a lot of fun till about five minutes ago. Because five minutes ago, Jesus took the party and it got real serious as he called out Judas. And he called him out as his betrayer. And he left. And instead of having fun, the mood shifts. And the disciples are nervous. And they're wondering what in the world is going on. This is not exactly what we expected of this normal celebratory dinner. And Jesus is talking and he's teaching his disciples and then something changes. He shifts his attention and he shifts his attention to his heavenly father. And both of them have a one-on-one conversation in the middle of this dinner. And it's wild because you hardly ever see this. Right? Jesus talks a lot about his Father in heaven, and he teaches us a lot. But to see God having an internal monologue, it's pretty rare. You don't see it in the Bible all that much. It only shows up in a handful of places. And Jesus is talking to God, and he's talking, and he's worried. He's worried a lot like a mom who gets worried when she's dropping off her kids at school for the first time. And as the door is about to shut, she lets her kids off with a fair bit of wisdom. Be nice, pay attention, don't interrupt the teacher, I love you. Jesus is giving that same kind of message to his disciples through his relationship with God. And he's saying, God, I'm a little worried. I'm worried about them, my disciples. Please protect them. Please take care of them. I've done everything that you asked me to do, but I'm worried. I'm worried because they don't belong here anymore. They belong to you. They don't belong in the world. They belong to you. In a similar way, we might find ourselves in a pivotal transitional period. We just got news this past week from the CDC and from Shelby County that these things are changing their place in our lives. For so long, we have done everything that the government and that the best professionals have taught us and the landscape is changing. 
And as we begin to merging out of COVID and figuring out what a new normal looks like, we start planning trips. We start looking at the future and trying to figure out for the first time in maybe a while what the future has in store for us. And maybe like the disciples, and maybe like my wife and I when we encountered Piccadilly, that's inspiring some big questions. What is college going to look like if I'm starting as a freshman, but we're still socially distanced and can't go to class? What does business look like as we go back to the office, but still try to navigate each other's safety and well-being? What does church look like when we're back in our sanctuary, hopefully, Lord willing, pretty soon, and we're back with our gorgeous organ and we're rearing to go? What does our finances look like as things are still incredibly uncertain? For the first time in a while, we are thinking about the future. And big questions are emerging. And even though we can't see what's ahead, we are defining the future by where we've been. So we've been saying a lot of things like, we're going to get back to, return to. We can't figure out where we're going, so we are looking back and trying to figure out what we want to see or hope to see in the future and shoot for that. But Jesus' prayer reminds us of something really significant as we are looking at the summer and as we are on the verge of school getting out and relaxing and going to VBS and summer camp and maybe, just maybe, enjoying ourselves. Crazy, crazy thoughts. Jesus' prayer reminds us that our lives are no longer fully defined by what's been but they're determined by something else. A lot of times in church we talk about after Easter that we are free from so many things because of Jesus. We're free from sin. We're free from the old way of doing things. We're free from fear and anxiety, but there's more. We're not only free from, we are free for. We're free for each other. We're free for kindness, for love. And the picture that Jesus paints 15 minutes before he gives this prayer is the image that we see sketched out in Psalm 1. A plant. A plant rooted deeply in the living water of Jesus Christ and his presence. A plant that grows into the fullest maturity and it's gorgeous and it's full of new life and fruit of the spirit like love and joy and peace and patience and kindness. It's an image that just doesn't stop in the Psalms. The prophet Jeremiah uses it to give people hope. And Jesus repackages it when he describes himself as the true vine. That as we remain in him and are rooted in him, newness of life will come. So as you emerge from this place, this long season where we have been so stuck, and as we figure out how to do that together as a family to keep each other safe and to carry each other along, 
Jesus reminds us in this prayer that there is already a new thing that has happened in your life. You are not just free from the past. You are free for something good in the future. Paul reminds us of what that is when he describes us as new creations. The old way of doing things is gone. The new way of living has come. We have been reprogrammed by the grace and the goodness of God to find our rest, our wholeness, our vitality, our hope, our good plans, our comfort and confidence in Christ alone. I've heard it so much in these last three months that I've been here from people who've gotten their second shot and they've come for the first time in the year. And they said, oh my goodness, it felt so good to be back. Not, it felt so good to be worshiping in a gym. Not, it felt so good to not have our pipe organ, but it felt so good to be together in the presence of God. I've seen it in Bible studies and at Nakomi, as we just enjoyed God for the first time in a while because we haven't had an opportunity to go on a retreat together and to see kids laugh and play and simultaneously grow in the presence of God as people, as disciples, seeing friendships made Sing songs sung that haven't been sung in a long time. We've even felt it at memorial services lately. As we have celebrated the lives of so many people who are not gone forever. But this is a moment where we realize this is a see you later. Because we have an eternal future in the goodness of God. So as you go from this place Remember in Jesus' prayer that wherever you go, whatever the future lies, you belong to him. And at the beginning and at the end and all throughout the course of our lives, it is his good and perfect will, his love that transforms us, that gives us a future with hope as the scriptures say, that ultimately is what we need and what sustains us most in this life. If we belong to him, what more could we hope for? Amen. Friends, we have heard the word read and scripture, the word read and proclaimed. So let us respond as we rise in body and spirit and affirm what we believe using the language of the Heidelberg Catechism. What is your only comfort in life and in death? That I am not my own, but belong body and soul in life and in death 
to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. He has fully paid for all my sins with his precious blood and has set me free from the tyranny of the devil. He also watches over me in such a way that not a hair can fall from my head without the will of my Father in heaven. In fact, all things must work together for my salvation. Because I belong to him, Christ, by his Holy Spirit, assures me of eternal life and makes me wholeheartedly willing and ready from now on to live for him. Maybe seated. The grace of Almighty God overflows for us at all times and in all things. In that comfort, let us turn to God who hears our prayers. Almighty God, lover of justice, peace, and equity, you call us to support the weak, to help those who suffer, and to honor all people. We pray that you make us advocates for your justice and instruments of your peace so that all may be reconciled, here and abroad. We pray for healing and reconciliation among people and nations. Proclaiming God, give us your voice so that your church can serve as shepherd guiding your people to your will for the world. Creator God, we pray that you make us good stewards of the earth so that many generations will know the goodness of your gifts. Gracious God, we pray for all those who are ill in body, mind, or spirit, for those lonely and isolated, for those burdened by guilt, depression, or despair. Hold especially close, O God, those who have lost loved ones or who are facing death, those who struggle with grief. Help us to offer tenderness and care. Delivering God, we pray for this congregation Set us free to serve you. Renew our dreams so that we may share your work in the world by the power of the Holy Spirit. We lift up to you, O Lord, these prayers that we hold privately. Hear us now, O God, as we bind our hearts and voices together, praying as you taught the disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. 
Amen. As we trust in God who provides for all our needs, may we joyfully share our abundance with others. For those worshiping in the sanctuary, you'll find the offering plates at the doors as you exit. If you're worshiping with us online, you're encouraged to go to the GPC website to direct your gifts under the Donate tab. Thank you. 
Let us pray. Holy God, we rejoice in the gift of your Holy Spirit that ignites the desire in our hearts to seek you, that brings us together to live as your hands and feet in the world, and that fills us with compassion, grace, and love. We dedicate ourselves and our offerings to your purposes in the world by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. May the grace and mercy of our Lord. May the grace and mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the goodness of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with and bless you now and forever. Amen. <laughs> Yes, I, I appreciate it.